I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. And I feel like we should be playing like sleigh bells or something because uh, it's Christmas time, guys. Those are my sleigh bells. That was me. That was me (laughs) ringing the bells. As the producer, I just feel like this episode is going to get out of control with sound effects because it's Christmas, because it's the holiday season. As it should. It Mm -hmm. should always be out of control because Christmas. What what should I play now? Okay, I have the sleigh bells in there. What should I put in right now? (laughs) Actually, uh, you should play um, Last Christmas Again. But just the opening, because it's just so like cheesy and cheeky. Ding, 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 great. It's great. It's, it's <laughs> my jam. That's my absolute jam. That's a top. That's a top three. Absolutely. Top three Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Top three Christmas song. And there's, um, you know, Christmas and love and horror in what we're talking about today. So I think mm. it is very appropriate. Be appropriate, because. Today, Woo is a doozy. We are talking about the 2021 Shudder original French horror film, The Advent Calendar. Oh, wee wee. the whatever German they speak every time it's midnight. Yeah. Whatever that's German sounds. and French. Ich, 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 ich. Do you know what the hardest thing is? Is singing classical music in German. Like I mm. can't. Also, a side note: Hamilton is. They have a Germany cast, and I'm very excited to see how that sounds in German. But oh, is it hmm. being translated into German? Or yes. oh, wow! How does that work? Like with all the internal rhymes and stuff like that. Exactly. I do not know, but I am so curious. Ooh. But they cool. already have their German cast, so you might wow. be on the lookout for for that if you're in the country. <laughs> if That's we can ever cool. get out of this, yes. Yeah. Okay, so the Advent Calendar. It is written and directed by Patrick Redremont, and it stars uh, Eugenie de Rouen. Is my best French attempt. As the main Perfect. protagonist, she plays uh, Eva, Eva. And before we get into everything that is the advent calendar, because there are 24 days to get through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At one point, did you feel like this movie was going to be 16 hours because every night needed something? Every night. had to have I checked, though. I was like, I need to see how long this movie is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Like, at one point, like, you know. 
You know that moment when you're watching a movie and you don't know how long you are into it, but like you have to go to the bathroom and you're at home, obviously, until you hit the pause button. And like there's that one second of like, how far am I into this movie? Like, do I have five minutes left? Is there another 12 hours of this movie left? Like, but then it was very, very uh, typically when Jamie and I have to use the bathroom, like during a movie our bodies know what the halfway point is. It's almost as if like every time we stop a movie, like it's at like the, like when intermission should be. It's wild. Is that true? That's how we do that? Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. We got that. We got that. You know, our bladder knows what intermission should be. Yes. It's like an existential bladder or what, what would we like? Oh my God. An all knowing bladder. Like, like when you wake up in the morning, it's like, Oh, it's like your internal clock. Like it's my, I guess my bladder's internal. So like that doesn't make sense, but (laughs) my bladder clock, bladder clock. Is that better? Bladder clock. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's go with that. Our bladder (laughs) clock knows when intermission is. Anyway, back to you, Nikisha. Sorry. (laughs) No. So obviously there's going to be heavy spoilers because we have to get through all of this, but Jamie, would you like to uh, tell everyone what the trigger warnings of this movie are? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, unpleasant imagery, uh, murders. Um, there is unfortunately a dog that gets killed. That's so sad. Um, and, uh, some, like mild nudity, I think as well. Yeah. There was I'll, at some point near the end. Also, I'll add sexual assault. Yes. yes. Oh yes. I think I blocked that part out of my head and I was like, yeah, good yeah. thing that guy's fucking dead. Oh, Absolutely. We'll, we'll discuss. I like completely <laughs> compartmentalized that. It was a lot and yeah. Yeah. very, very hard to handle, but we'll, we'll yep. get into uh, some of that. But before we do, what's new, anything that you've watched, any trailers, any Christmas things that you're getting ready for? What's happening? Well, if I may go first, Jamie and I have watched two um, horror things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that we liked was uh, Werewolves Within, the horror oh, yeah. comedy based on the video game where you have to, like, guess who the werewolf is. Um, like Mafia? Re- yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, really fun. Jamie and I guessed the killer uh, pretty immediately. So the rest of the movie was... I when, 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 when we can guess the killer and we're right, to, and, and the movie is still deeply entertaining, that's a win. Like if you're watching yeah. a movie and then like you guess the killer and the rest of the movie is just kind of like blase because you know who it is, like that's a disappointment. This was not the case at all. So if you guess the killer, it's still fun. If you don't guess the killer, it's 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 also a ton of fun. So I would highly suggest that. We had a real fun time. I feel like we don't get a lot of good horror comedies. They're like campy or whatnot. I feel like mm. Freaky was a good one recently. Um, mm. This one was good, and then. And then Jamie and I, they're not recent, but when Jamie and I watched the Happy Death Day stuff, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, so this was, I was really good. Um, any other thoughts on that, Jamie? No, I I really enjoyed it. Um, the the person from the AT&T commercials is in it. <laughs> that's, that's my fun fact. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, I definitely need to, to watch that. Is that on Shudder? What is that streaming on? Oh, uh, we rented it. I think we it. had to, Yeah. It was a okay. night. You know how Apple movies, if you go to Apple movies every week, like I do, cause I'm a fucking insane person. Um, yeah, every week. True. Yes. Confirmed. Um, 
every week there's a 99 cent rental that you get for 30 days. So I check that every week just to see if it's something that I was interested in and whatnot. And, and, uh, werewolves within was that, uh, I think Halloween week or, or at some point in November, I forget. And, um, and I rented it for 99 cents and it was great. Um, that was really fun. But Mm -hmm. we also watched old, no way yeah. oh my gosh okay please tell me enlighten me without i don't want to go it for was, it i mean it was something <laughs> 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 i you know i i think that i think that Shyamalan has really good ideas but i think that his ego is kind of big and i think that he needs a lot mm. of help and support in in writing these scripts and like writing characters and knowing how like actual human people communicate with each other. Um, like the whole beginning of the movie is this little kid going up to people saying like, what's your name and what's your occupation? Like people do not do that. That is like not how a human like speaks with someone, even a kid. It it was just like, why? But even like what children are you hanging around? Yeah. And even, even the, (laughs) even the dialogue from everyone at the beginning is just so over the top thematic. It's just like, you know, don't waste your time. You'll get old pretty quickly. You're always thinking about the future and you're stuck in the past. I was like, Oh my, it was like three minutes in. And I was like, I have to pause this for a second and just like acknowledge that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, We basically had to change our expectations five minutes in. And once we did, like this was just like a campy, ridiculous, whatever. But he presents. All- Here's the thing: his movies are campy and wild, even even the really good ones. But if you're not, but he treats it as like God's gift to yes. horror movies. So you have to, as a viewer, find that medium between that medium space, that median between. Uh, like this is super serious, like a Hereditary or something like that, which like mm-hmm. earns that that stuff versus like something super campy like a slasher or something it's not that but it's also not super serious so but he treats it one way so like you have to watch it somewhere in the middle but damn he has like a tone issue yeah he has like a tone issue like consistently across like multiple movies where it's like it could go this way or it could go that way and like it seems like they've edited it to like pull it more in this direction but like yeah. yeah. Is, was that the original intention? I don't know. That's a good point. His movies that work, objectively or subjectively, have less tone issues. It's more like aligned, like like a um, Sixth Sense or uh, mm-hmm. um, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. And I would even go as far to say Signs. I know people don't really love it, and it is very campy, but like it definitely um, swing away. <laughs> It definitely, like, because it deals with religion so deeply and these characters are so, like, they're trying to figure that out. Like, it is over the top, but it still works tone-wise. I would even argue that The Village works tone-wise, even though it's ridiculous. Can you say that like that again? Ridiculous. Okay, thank you. I also binged The Witcher season one. Oh, okay. I mean, I've heard it seems like it's doing pretty well. It's awesome. But I want to say here on the podcast for all of the, you know, people (laughs) to listen to is Jamie told me to watch it when it came out and I did it. 
And I binged and I binged it. And it was one of those things where I was interested. Validated. I was interested, but like, (laughs) it was one of those things that like, you know how time moves so quickly between like this show and that show that comes out. And like, if you don't really watch it the weekend, it comes out, like you're onto new things. I just missed the boat on that one. I, it's totally on me. I just didn't watch it. And then this week I had here, some t- here first folks. To- it's totally on Brian. Yes. <laughs> and so this week I had some, t- I had a lot of like free time. So I, and it comes and the new one comes out this weekend. And, uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it, man. Did I eat it up? I loved it. It's I love monsters. I love like old timey, like medieval, uh, fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill is hunky. And I really I thought he was excellent in the movie. All the acting around is great. Um, like I said, the monsters, the gore, the camp of it all is really wonderful. But also, like the 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 narrative storytelling in it is 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 top notch. And how they interweave different plot lines is spectacular. They leave a lot up to the audience to figure out, and they don't they don't phone a lot of things in. I just had a lovely time watching it. I had a great time. It was awesome. And I'm and we just started season two. Um, and I'm, I'm super pumped for it. So I'm here to apologize to Jamie for just not listening soon enough, but I'm also here to pop it out there that like the witch is great. I've never read any of the books. I've never played any Mm -hmm. of the video games that it's based on, but it may be one of the better video game adaptations, maybe because the video game has a book that narratively it can follow. Um, right. But, uh, man, I dug it and I'm still digging it. And I, I really look forward to watching the next one. But I also could I, – I binged it, but I could space it out in terms of, like, the episode would end and I wouldn't, like, salivate for the next one. I could, like, take a moment and, like, maybe watch it the next day. Also because right. it's a cool TV show and that, like, it does the old school TV show thing where, like, it's not just – it's telling one narrative, but each episode has its own self-contained monster story. And so, mm-hmm. like, you're following the longer narrative, but each episode – and I figured out that the symbol in each episode – of like during uh in the uh in the opening, like opening credits. credits yeah it's yeah. like the witcher and it has a different symbol i think mm. that symbol represents which monster he fights in that episode i'm pretty sure because mm. in the finale they all come together to create his insignia which was super cool i just really and it's only eight episodes it's not like this like 20 or even 10 episode season like it was it was it was a delight i really dug it i think in the games the sigils are like his powers Mm. like they represent the different powers he can use oh maybe that was it maybe i didn't that- think about that because i only i like just started the game the third one um yes. and so i was like oh i know who he is because i watched the thing um <laughs> but otherwise i have really no idea what's going on um but there's one other thing that we did that we watched that's horror adjacent what um <laughs> that brian had never seen before ever and i made him watch it and uh oh my god how could i forget i've been dreaming about it and i can't wait to finish these movies i i can't believe it jamie say it say what we're watching <laughs> say it out loud say it out loud we watch twilight <laughs> i totally totally forgot i so i i've been getting these memes on tiktok of twilight that i think are hysterical there's this one woman that like makes fun of it and she's so funny and it cracks me up and and you know brian couldn't appreciate the humor because he had never seen a single twilight movie and and didn't really understand it so i was like okay you have to at least watch the first one just to like understand the zeitgeist and the pop culture of it all yeah Yeah. um 
And so we did. And, uh, it was, um, it was exactly as I remembered it. Um, Loved but it. I think special for Brian. It was very special for me. I'm going to be, I have two, I, I have three opinions on this movie. These are my tentpole opinions on this movie. Okay. <laughs> the first opinion is more of a selfish, trivial thing where I really like the two of those actors work. I think Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson is a spectacular actor. As do I think about Kristen Stewart. I, I, I love everything they've done after that. And I've liked a lot of the stuff they did before that. Mm-hmm. Because of that, it was really nice seeing the thing that made them super famous, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, like, for sure. I, like, it, it, I felt very similarly about the um, high school musical movies in terms of like, I like those two actors and like the choices that they've done. But seeing like what made them famous from this like children's thing was like really I felt like I filled in a huge blank and I understand their choices afterwards more and all that stuff so that's the first the second thing is I understand why this movie gets so much flack I get it especially because um there were because of the hype and the anticipation for it and like what these books represent and all that stuff and and like people's expectation versus what they got however my third one is the movie is great. And here's why. Here's why. So I think for Nikisha to do a spit take with yeah, her yeah. drink. Right. <laughs> At least, listen, I, I'm only talking about Twilight. I'm in the middle of New Moon. Jamie bailed on New Moon, but I'm watching New oh, Moon. And we'll, get, and we'll come back together it's at so eclipse. Boring. New Moon is terrible. And, and, but here's why <laughs> Twilight is good. Twilight is good because... Unlike um, M. Night Shyamalan, the tone across Twilight is 100% consistent. Mm. Everyone is acting. No one is – Robert Pattinson is not doing a better acting job than Kristen Stewart nor anyone else around them. They've all got this melodramatic, like, like wispy, romantic sense about them. The, the, The images, the visuals match that. Um, the script matches that the way everything is the camera work is all matches that it's not like Robert Pattinson and Kristen Sue are giving these like Oscar worthy performances in it and everyone around this is like dumb like this script is dumb the story is dumb the two of them acting are dumb but it all works together if you're willing to just like buy into the fact that like this is like just a very high budget melodrama and yeah and but I'm assuming that people went and hyped because they loved the book and then they got this like high drama melodrama and they were expecting like hereditary or like like real like horror mm. art. And that's not mm. what it is. And this first movie nails everything. The second one sucks because it, there's a lot of reasons why it sucks. But it also sucks because the director change and the tone is different. It's not that they're, mm. they're treating the material more seriously now and that's not fun. What's fun is like this like high art, like like this movie escalates so quickly from like <laughs> like all of a sudden like this the one baseball game. The baseball game is wild, but it works because this movie is wild. If you were treating this movie seriously and then you get that baseball game, like where am I? Okay. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna have more to come as I go through these Twilight films. Um, we're doing our Scream rewatch in the new year, so like I'll definitely come back with all my Twilight thoughts in those. But to start this. I think the first Twilight, I've been dreaming about it. I had a dream where like Jamie and I had to do something. She was holding a gun, but we had to do something. And then, uh, but I was like, no, we have to see what Edward thinks. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we have to check in with Edward first, guys. Yeah, totally. We need to be out in the like, daylight. Is it too much light outside? Yeah, like, like, oh man, I really enjoyed the first one. He was sparkly. I really, I have to say, I really enjoyed the first one with no expectations, no hype, consistent tone. I thought it was an absolute mess of a delight in a good, in the best way possible. So, um, Twilight, ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> I mean, I just really quickly, I saw it in movie theaters when it came out, and I was a freshman in college. I had never read the books, I didn't know anything about it, yeah, and I yeah. was obsessed. I was one of those girls who was like, "Oh my god!" Sure. Do you? <laughs> yes. so, do, what Are you team he, Edward or, or uh, Jacob? What's his face? Jacob. No, definitely yeah. Edward. He played the piano. I was like, yeah, I'm sold. So <laughs> I'm. I have not gotten into that yet. Personally, I'm team. I know how it ends. So I'm not. I, I'm team Jacob because I just think they're more equals, and he treats her better. Um, her relationship with Edward is one that does not sit right with me, and I don't like how they're not equals and how they. I, I just don't. That, that relationship makes my stomach turn. It's very yucky. That's one of the things I don't like about the first one. Um, but I understand what they're trying to do there. I just think it's a gross uh, representation of a relationship. But the movie treats as like true love. And I'm not into that. I think her building the bike with Jacob and like really having nice conversations with Jacob and like feeling like they're equals is would be healthier for Bella. Um <laughs> <laughs> This just became a, a twi a Twilight fan uh, podcast. However, however, like I I know how it ends, and it even like like, and I, I'm like looking forward to getting there. Like I hear Eclipse is fine. I'm looking forward to the two Breaking Dawn movies. I know that New Moon is the worst one, so I'm pushing through it. it just, I just halfway through I started The Witcher, so I haven't gotten back to it. I'm excited to uh, hear your continued thoughts on this, uh, the, the, the Twilight Chain. Thank you, the Twilight Chain. Yes, it is. Wait, so Nikisha, we didn't add, like. What have you? What? So I have two questions for you. One, have you watched anything? Uh, two, what are this is Christmas? What What are some Christmas traditions that you're keeping while being on the road? Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely haven't had the time to watch much, uh, but. When Christmas comes around, I will definitely be watching my uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special because that is my absolute jam. Mm. I also will watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas because that's also mm. a jam. Mm -hmm. So we are currently in Buffalo, New York, and that is where we will be for Christmas. So I definitely did get a, a seven-foot Christmas tree. Like yes. Christmas tree in my hotel room. Amazing. <laughs> Um, because we know we need a little bit of Christmas spirit. We were going to go to the Buffalo Zoo, just the Hamilton company, and have like a little like holiday, whatever, after the show next week. But because of COVID and all that stuff, we had to cancel it. So mm. we'll just be, you know, I'll, I will definitely be sitting and watching uh, a lot of Christmas movies and just having a good old time. I need to actually watch Krampus because I think I realized I've never – watched one i know there's like a million different iterations probably of I've, krampus, I've never but... i've never seen a krampus movie oh wow yeah so i think i'm gonna put that on the top of the list nice to, to watch and enjoy mm -hmm. and uh now that i have shutter because of this movie for a couple of days there was oh, a I was gonna ask. horror things mm -hmm. like that i will definitely be be into so uh what i'll do is i'll send you i'll put it on our instagram too um, and our Twitter, but I'll send you a list of, um, uh, Shudder released a list of their 2021 movies that all like got certified fresh on oh, Rotten nice. Tomatoes. 
Um, I have them saved on our watch list. So um, I'll send them to you and then I can retweet that or, or find um, find Shutter's Twitter uh, uh, post on that. Um, but yeah, some nice. of them are supposed to be like really good. This one, I mean, spoiler alert, um, this one has a fresh rating just for later. Yes. Well, I accidentally saw it in trying because there's no wiki page for this yeah. movie. So mm-hmm. I had to go on IMVD and I was trying so hard to avoid the things sure. and then saw the things. But cool. um, yes. Well, okay. Are we going to get into it? Let's, Let's get into yeah. all the things that are the advent calendar. Uh, first off, did y'all ever do an advent calendar? Have you ever bought one? I don't think so. I, I've always been really intrigued by them. And I feel like mm-hmm. now there's like all kinds that I see. They have like wine ones and beer ones. And like, it's way beyond just the chocolate, like tiny candy things. Then they have the ones where it's like the, you hang it on the wall and you like put the stuff in it versus Mm. like opening up something. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's so many, I mean, they're really cute ones. Like there's so many elaborate ones. I'm there's ones for animals, like for pets. Oh, I've seen those. Each day you open like a, a new treat for your pet. Um, I've also seen, I like, myself have never done it. I've also yeah. seen branded ones. Like Jamie and I saw like a Pokemon Funko pop, um, mm. one there's like, like star Wars Legos ones where each night, each night you get like a different star Wars, like minifigure. Like mm-hmm. there's a ton of them at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things happening, uh, when this, when Ava opens up this advent box, so let's get into a two-minute plot summary of all 24 days. Yes. All the days. Do you remember? All the days? All uh, the things? That's actually a good question. Can you name I, – I mean, I couldn't name them in order, but I can name the big ones. Because, um, I don't, yeah, I don't even think that we yeah, did. I didn't, write, I didn't write it out like she did. On her desk. Right. Um, her was desk. anyone else very upset that she ruined her desk? Or were you trying to see that, like, maybe she has, like, a piece of paper over it? Or, like, that was permanent marker. It wasn't, like, an expo marker. I, I was upset that she ruined her desk. I know she yeah, has bigger fish to Yeah, but she knew it was going to reset. It was going to reset on the, on the 24th, 25th anyway. Mm. She didn't know that until later. Mm. I thought. Yeah, she didn't learn that officially until she met the blind guy. Right. Mm. Which I got confused about until I was like, oh, okay, I realized what's happening. Well, Jamie um, had to talk that out a little bit at the end of the movie. Yes. Like, yeah, I did at least. She got it. Um, yeah. But let's, right. uh, so who wants to do the two minute? What's the plot? <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, that was, you did not sound too enthusiastic about that. <laughs> uh, I'm not. It's going to be, we're going to try. All right. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes. And go. Okay. So basically we open up with uh, Ava. She is in a wheelchair. Apparently she had an accident in her uh, later years and now she's a a paraplegic. And her friend comes over for her birthday and gives her a gift, which is an advent calendar because her birthday is at the beginning of uh, December. And so... Uh, they read the advent calendar and she it's like a German advent calendar. And it says on the front of it, the miracle of Christmas. And on the back, it says, dump it and I'll kill you. And it's just like really ominous of like, okay, what is this? Let's just open it and see. And so she opens the first couple of doors and there's little like candies and stuff. And there's also one box that gives the rules. And one, uh, one of the rules is if you eat one candy, you eat them all or I'll kill you. The second rule is respect all the rules until you open the last door or I'll 
kill you. And then the third one is dump it and I'll kill you. So anyway, she's going through all of the candies. One of them is one of her uh, fathers who has Alzheimer's and she eats that candy. That was one of his favorites. And then one he calls minute. Her. And so she realizes that through each of these days, a little kind of miracle thing happens. And so there's moments where um, she eats a candy that can give her the ability to walk for a couple of days. But with that, she has to sacrifice people. So as she's going through these days, she's having to kill different people. She meets someone. She has to kill. He gets killed. She has to kill her dad. She has to kill uh, her best friend. And if she continues with this and eats the last candy, then she can stay walking, but all of her friends will stay dead. Um, but if she decides to not eat the last candy, then, um, wait, I think I did that wrong. If she Mm -hmm. eats the last candy, everything will go back to normal and she won't Mm -hmm. remember anything. But if she Mm -hmm. doesn't eat the candy, uh, then she can stay walking, but everyone else stays dead. And we Mm kind of don't really realize what happens in the end. And then the advent calendar goes to the next person, but she warns the next person that things are going to happen. Yes. That was good. Beautiful. Yay. That's the plot. Um, So a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, this is our first time watching this because this just came out. Uh, Mm -hmm. As we said before, it's a Shudder original um, Christmas horror movie. So initial thoughts about this when you were watching it. We haven't actually mentioned this yet, but it's in French. If you're looking to watch it, it's in French, which I did not know when we started it. Yes. And I did. Yeah, I didn't realize it. I didn't look up any trailers or anything Mm -hmm. for it. So there's um, English subtitles. But I mean, it moves pretty quickly. I I mean, it's easy to follow. And oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's just so interesting having watched like the titanium French like body horror movie and then watching this and just seeing kind of like. Oh, yeah. We've We've had a lot of foreign movies this season. Yeah, and it's just interesting to see what the culture is because what is there's some sort of like magical realism that's like so effective in the foreign movies that we've watched that's not so for like American made movies per se. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times it's just like the slasher, or you know, you know what you're going to get, like here's a killer, or you know, here's whatever the case may be. But it seems like you really have to suspend your disbelief like a little bit more with some of these uh, French horror movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so in watching this and then having like the little dark angel demon, that's kind of like maneuvering and manipulating the advent calendar was kind of like, okay. The advent man, the advent man, the advent man. And you know, just haunting you one day at a time. Mm-hmm. But I just want to, uh, We'll go into initial thoughts, but I just need like an origin story for the advent calendar. I think that that would be worth the watch to see like, where did this come from? Mm. Who decided to make this? And Mm. like the, like what, what's the point? Because at first towards the end of the movie, when they said you eat the last candy and you forget everything. And I was like, well, then what's the point of all of this for you to just, you know, have your ailment or disability gone, but then you don't even remember it. And then everything is like back to normal. But then when the random swimming guy was like, Oh no, rule number two, you respect all the rules (laughs) until you open the last door. And then you don't have to, you know, you can keep, you know, your, you can end your disability, but everyone else like is dead, which is kind of crazy that 
even before she knew that everything would be erased, the her sacrificing her dad, that seems so extreme for her to be mm-hmm. like, I want to walk so bad that I'm willing to just like, <clears throat> and is it a mercy kill because he is on his way out? Maybe. But then you have your best friend that you didn't want to get hurt and she dies. Like, I don't know. It was just a lot happening. So initial thoughts. What did you think about the movie? I I think I liked it. Um, but I feel, I mean, like who we've we've seen these kind of like tropes before of like, how far would you go to get the thing that you want the most? Um, but I thought it was like an interesting uh, Christmassy spin on it, but yeah, Yeah. like some, like, as we've talked about, we love, we love a movie with rules. We love a movie that like explains things very, very clearly. And it's like, cool, I'm following this, but definitely there are these, they're like giving you the rules, but there's still, I guess a lot of interpretation that like, you know, different people can, can make different meaning from, from what some of the rules are. So like some of the stuff that you're talking about is like, does she do these things like, because that's the, the goal or, and like, you know, knowing that she has to make these sacrifices to, to get the goal that she wants and, and like, how does she, or like when she kills the stepmom and she says it's just for fun, it's like, okay, like what was the, So, like, just the point of that was, like, the satisfaction that you got from killing her because she sucks, which she does suck. Um, But it's, like, I I don't know. I I guess, like, in in some of those things, it's, like, what, like, what is the point if this is all just temporary and and you're not even going to have any recollection of it? So, like, the consequences disappear, but, like, so does the, the thing that you're seeking? I don't know. Yeah, and I guess also, too, like, going... She does. She has the motivation to do the things in each on each day because if she doesn't, she she will personally die. Sure, and that's also a thing. But I don't know. It just it it gets kind of like tricky of the motivation of it all because sometimes, like you said, like it does seem like her motivation is based off of she wants to be able to walk, and so she'll sacrifice all of these people to be able to walk again. Um, because like I said before, it's not like she was born this way. She had an accident. So there's that thing of like wanting to go back to how she was before. But, I also so. find it problem. Like I just, I do want to say I have a problem with like using that as the, the like device to move the movie forward. It's like, why does it have to be like, why does it have to be that? Why, why is like the only thing that she wants is like to be able to walk again and like use her disability in that way. But that's, that's just an aside. I'm not like crazy about that. Well, that's, I mean, that's (laughs) a great point because even in just, um, going through how everybody was treating her and, um, going into like her, her workplace and the, her, that awful lady coworker that, um, she had that was just like oblivious. And, mm-hmm. um, even the guy that took her home and everything that happened with that. So like, can you just, since we're on the subject, talk about just like trauma that can arise from someone who has had this accident, someone who was able to walk her whole life. And it also um, states in the movie that she was a dancer Mm. and then going to uh, having to be in a wheelchair, you know, seemingly for the, for the rest of her life. Like 
combined with her father having like Alzheimer's, like those can also be things that motivated her to kind of like make the decisions that she was making. But can you just talk about like trauma of someone who is a a paraplegic um, later on in their adult life? Like what could arise, I guess? Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't really worked with like a lot of folks who have experienced this. So I, I'm, I can only really speculate, but like, yeah, yeah, I mean, what a lifestyle change, like your entire, like everything that you've known, you have to like relearn how to do so many things. And, and I mean, I also like, yes, hopefully everything in this movie is like a huge exaggeration in terms of how people are treating her. Cause like, it's, wild, um, like her boss and like stuff like that. I'm just like, look, ew. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like just the, the, I mean, I think it speaks, I think that there's something about like resilience in there too, of like, you know, how you're coping and like working through the trauma of like something like this and, and figuring out like, okay, you know, what do I need to do for myself to like keep going? I can't imagine like the idea of her being a dancer and then like losing that and losing so much more and then having to like completely shift career paths in order to like have an income. Um, and then, and then be like shamed by, by her boss for the, (laughs) the requirements that she needs in order to like be able to work there, which is all just Mm -hmm. gross. But, um, yeah, I mean, just like the idea of having to completely, you know, like overhaul your, your life for something that you like didn't have to experience before this, this point. Yeah. And I agree with you on the like feeling icky about, I mean, because we live in such an ableist society that Mm -hmm. it doesn't take into consideration the disabled a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And to have this, there are, there are people who have disabilities and have, like you said, the resilience and try to make it a positive thing and an encouraging thing for other people who are going through the same thing, who might be struggling with it, you know? So to have a movie that is, um, you know, picking at the fact of she is wanting to walk to feel quote unquote normal, you know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like a sticky, a sticky area. That's just sticky, not icky. sticky, <laughs> it's a sticky, it's a sticky area. Um, because it's like you said, it's, it's, there are, there are people in the world who are really resilient and are really, you know, trying to make the best out of their situation and trying to help other people, especially, um, with situations where folks are, you know, can become depressed or, you know, have a lot of like issue and anxiety with things because of how the world treats them in general. And so to have this be like the motivation is kind of like, what are we saying? You know, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you trying to say in this? So fully, fully agree with you on that. Can we uh, <laughs> discuss, well, actually, before we get into that, Brian, what are your initial thoughts about the movie? I liked it. I agree with you. I, I think it was sticky icky because they didn't lean into it enough. I feel like if this was more of a, if some of this was more of a commentary on um, like how the, how the ableist world treats people who are that mm-hmm. way and, and not even just like ignorant people like her coworker, but like, you know, maybe like to get into the pool, like there's no ramp to get into the pool building or like little things like that. where like, why wouldn't she want to change back? Because the world is not made for her anymore. 
Um, so yeah. that could have been interesting. Again, that's changing the movie, but I'm just talking about setting up like why she would want to change because to me, they didn't lean into the dancer thing enough. The reason no, to, to me, the reason she, that's how she expressed herself. That's how she was able to be creative. That's how she was able to like decompress or compartmentalize things. And that was taken away from her. And I feel mm-hmm. like we never get into that psychological aspect that, 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 how that can affect your mental health where she like didn't have that outlet anymore. She even said she mm-hmm. trained from a young kid um, and she was a professional dancer. So I think I, I just don't think there was enough there because at the end, the one thing that she wanted to do while she has like, while she has Good her time. legs again is dance. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I really feel like, and even she was going, she was driving with her friend to like, and they were talking about dance when this, when she tries to take a selfie in the car, like, like right. everything was connected back to the dance. I don't think we got enough of her mental state of like being bound to the chair and not being able to like dance. Like what if she like, what if she was taking a dance class at the beginning in the chair and like, but only can mm-hmm. do the ombres and stuff like that. Couldn't actually do the feet stuff. And we saw her frustration and like, you know, like I, I again, I'm changing I don't think I'm changing the movie. I needed more scenes um, to lean into that because then I would understand her motivation a lot more um, mm-hmm. and and to justify the killing of her father, to justify the killing of of um, uh, her new boyfriend and, and all of that stuff. Like, I just needed a little bit more from that. But I really did like this movie. I thought I was very engaged the whole time. My other criticism of this is I needed it to be more Christmassy. I wanted the juxtaposition of everyone being so happy at Christmas time and her being a depressed mess because like mm. maybe this is her first Christmas in the wheelchair. Maybe the, mm. I don't know. She it's her birthday. This felt more like a birthday movie than it did a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. and I kind of wanted that a little bit more. However, I love rules as Jamie mentioned. We all love a good rules. Mm-hmm. I think I think this had awesome rules and I think that like how these rules loop back on each other like you know, like, why go through all of this if you're just going to reset, but you're going to die and you won't finish the box. Therefore, you will stay dead and everyone will stay dead. So it's almost like a waste of time. However, I, Jamie and I were a little confused because I didn't when, when she gives other people to eat them. It, yeah. like, like, but didn't it say like you have to eat them or I don't remember the actual wording of it. So like that kind of set us off a little bit. Um, I did like that she could give it to other people. Um Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was super cool. Um, uh, yeah, and, and uh, just, one... just adding to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, just adding to that candy like rule because it was like how how did she know to like give the heart candy to someone and that that would be the result of it or like when the friend takes the candy for to give to her boyfriend mm-hmm. and then it's but the rule is is if you eat one you eat them all or mm-hmm. I'll kill you and so I guess to justify that as long as all the candies are eaten before mm. the 24th then you know she's following the rules but anyway keep going yeah yeah that I just assume that too like yeah yeah and it worked and it was fun and, and and once I like accepted that like that was a part of the rules I didn't mind anymore yeah <laughs> I will say I I w- something that actually really bothered me in this movie is I don't like that random Antoine or whatever his name was figured it out at the end. I wish she had figured it out for herself. I, I just found mm-hmm. it very yeah. weird that like this random character we met at the beginning at the pool and now like kind of came back because she wanted like 
she wanted a one night stand while she could still like feel and use her legs and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like that he figured it out uh, because she was smart enough and capable to. I think it would have been more impactful if she somehow figured it out. And like the video she made, like whatever the case may be based on the, the, bl- the blind man and all of that. Um, I also don't think it was clear enough that she figured out what the blind man represented mm-hmm. in those moments. Um, because that would have added another level of tension to the end of that movie that I don't know necessarily think I got until Antoine, like threw the calendar off of the roof. Um, yeah. Um, but I loved, I loved the ending of this movie and we can talk more about that. Um, uh, and then, oh, something that I thought was very clever that this movie did was it made her birthday three days in. So you knock three days off already. Mm-hmm. That time, that four days one was yes. really great. I loved that. <clears throat> but what I also really dug, so that like it expedited a lot of those things. Um, I liked how clever she was that she gave her the gift of the advent calendar knowing she was going to throw it away. because she hates her at the yeah. end. I thought that was clever. Um and I think that when um, we can get more into like forgiveness of trauma and things that you cause and stuff like that, which I definitely want to talk about. But overall, I yes. really enjoyed this movie. And I think that with all the nitpicking that we're doing about it, I still had a really good time. Is it perfect? No. Is it bad? No. It's it's good. No, I definitely agree with that. Like going through it at first, I was like, what is happening? But I'm invested in what's happening because yeah. I – do want to see like, oh, what is happening and following the rules. And of course, with the, the Jesus candy, that is like the miracle, you know, oh. like following that journey. Speaking of the Jesus candy, two things mm-hmm. that I really liked about this movie is I really liked that she got a taste of having her legs back as we go through this. It didn't give yes. them right away. Like, and that was motivation for her to keep going forward because like, oh, wow. Like, I used them a little bit. Like I want more. Mm. I want more. It was, that, it was that greed and that like, that like want and that need. And I think I would have appreciated that more if it wasn't just about like, I think if they made her, her goal more specific and that I like, my goal is to dance again. It's not to even walk mm. again. Like, mm-hmm. I think I would have been more mm-hmm. invested in that, especially as like artists, as we like, 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 um, I just think that would have definitely been a little bit more impactful for me. Um, but I yes. really liked that. I also really liked at the beginning, I thought the movie phones in really well that the best friend had something to do with the accident, the whole movie. And I thought that like that flashback, even though her wig was wild, um, <laughs> Uh, was yes. very effective in like putting those pieces together because she makes the comment about her legs because she's reading the thing at the beginning when she's translating it. Um, right. Then she's like, hey, we never talk about it. You could tell that the friend has racked with all this guilt. She left Germany for her birthday. She like, she keeps visiting her. She's like trying to make up what she did for her. And then mm-hmm. I, a question I'm going to pose to all of you is, and then, and then kind of hand it off to Jamie, is that let's talk about like, do you think that Ava actually forgave her best friend for what happened, like genuinely? And then like, let's talk about forgiveness for something that seems kind of unforgivable that like is an accident, but like changes your life. But like for the worse, potentially, like, again, I'm, I'm making generalizations of that, but like, let me yeah. changes your life dramatically um, in, in many ways. Like I, I open that up to everyone in terms of like, do you think contextually in the movie she actually forgave her or 
Um, and, and in real life, like what would forgiveness, what, how, what take, what does it take for forgiveness? Yeah, that is a lot. And that was similar along those lines is a question that I was going to ask for Mm -hmm. Jamie, because we talk a lot about like grief, but we don't talk a lot about guilt. Mm -hmm. And so like, what can guilt lead you to do? Because like Brian was saying, like Sophie, that's the best friend's name. Um, she left Germany. She was like, even when um, Ava wasn't doing well and she and Sophie was supposed to go out of town with her boyfriend, she's like, hey, I need to bring Ava along because she's not doing well. I need to take care of my, you know, my friend. And um, it's it, it can be hard and difficult because it's like you have this guilt, this weight of this thing that you know is your fault and coming out of that accident, not being hurt, but your friend being hurt. And how, how, how can you like deal with that? Because you don't want it to become like your, um, and not a burden, but you don't want to, uh, you want your friendship to be still the friendship and not just your guilt leading the friendship, I guess, if that makes sense. So you're just doing Mm -hmm. this out of guilt instead of like doing things because this is your best friend, you know? So I guess, Jamie, can you talk about, um, like going through guilt and, and what does that look like in processing guilt in that, in that way? Yeah. I mean, I think like when people carry guilt, there's, um, like it can be connected to uh, responsibility and accountability and like in like learning something, like learning something moving forward and, and like applying what you've learned to your future actions. Mm-hmm. And I think, for some people, like, you know, the guilt help, helps them reflect and learn and then and then they're able to, like, move forward. For other people, they, like, carry guilt around, like, all of their action. I mean, in this particular case, like, a, a pretty egregious um, action. But, like, in general, some folks, like, really carry that guilt with them for a long time and have difficulty forgiving themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're doing things, like, again, like you pose, is is her friend doing things because she's her friend and cares about her or is she doing things because she's racked with guilt and like is motivated by that. And, and my guess is the latter because I actually think her friend is um, a douchebag most of the time Mm -hmm. and, and like is really selfish. And so like, I, I imagine that more of it is motivated just by the guilt that she feels and not as much because she cares about her friend. Um, but I think that like, I think that there are places where like guilt can, can be helpful and like help you grow as a person. Um, like, you know, for folks who don't experience guilt or remorse for their actions, like that's a little bit scary because then it's like, you know, are, they're not, they don't have that like empathy that's connecting them to other people. Could um, that be, uh, sorry, side note, um, mm-hmm. people who don't have empathy or guilt, could that be linked to uh, narcissism or being narcissistic? Yeah. I mean, it could be that. I mean, it's definitely more connected to like a personality characteristic. So like oh, narcissism yeah. or like antisocial, um, something like that. Like it's often, I think like you know, more commonly referred to as like a trait of like a sociopath or a psychopath, mm, okay. um, yeah. where, where someone's just like acting and, and is unable to empathize with anyone. Um, and so 
I think like it's, it's that, that like connects us to humanity and like our ability to empathize and, and, you know, again, like try to rectify what you have done to somebody else. Um, and like, that's where I think it can serve people. But I think also like people do have a really hard time forgiving themselves for, for certain things and like continue to carry that guilt. Um, even after they've like made whatever changes that, that they feel they need to make as a result of like what happened as a result of like a mistake or an error. And, and does that continue to serve them? Um, I think it, I definitely think it depends on the context. Um, but like, yeah, she definitely is like carrying a lot of guilt, but is also simultaneously like a very selfish person. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that even she stole the advent calendar from the Munich thing to give to her friend and it's Mm -hmm. causing her friend all of this like crazy turmoil and and all the things and it's just like she's not thinking about how her actions affect other people so would you mm -hmm. oh no go ahead i I also want to say this is kind of not discussed and and this has a lot to do with like mr mr advent van mr advent man he's not an advent man um when it comes to ich I wonder, yes, she stole it. I wonder, the advent calendar to work really has to find people who who mm-hmm. need it. Like the blind yeah. painter and the um, the blind painter and and her with her, uh, the para, paraplegic dancer. Like you really need that like strong ag- adjective and strong like occupation next to each other. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm wondering, again, not explained, I'm wondering if like, she was compelled to take it. It's not that she thought it would be a good mm. gift. Like, like, like the, like Ich was speaking to her and she did that or, um, you know, things of that nature. Um, uh, that, 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 that just got put in my head after you said all that, but I'll, I'll stop and let you keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Mm, I mean, no, but that, that would make sense because I, one of my notes was like, it definitely calls like to the vulnerable, which is what we talk about a lot in horror movies, especially with paranormal, things entities whatever activities activities activists tell me tell me more about these paranormal activists yes (laughs) (laughs) which reminds me i made my friend watch the conjuring and that was an epic experience to watch somebody Mm. the first one the first one the first one yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh no but it's i was gonna ask jamie would you define Sophie the best friend as like kind of like a sociopath because even in the scene when they're all out to dinner like on the date and obviously the guy is flirting with uh Ava and Sophie's like oh yeah I'm just gonna he's a nice guy I have a date with him Mm -hmm. like she's not taking into consideration her friend really and it seems like it's just the guilt that is, like you said, leading her to kind of be checking in on mm-hmm. on Ava. But would you categorize her as in a sociopath area or adjacent? I uh, maybe more of a narcissist um, okay. because she seems way more self indulgent. But uh, yeah, because okay. I I think that like she's she has like some connection, like there's some empathy, but I think she's just like way more selfish than she is empathetic towards her friend. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely listened to a podcast about narcissists Mm. and it was just interesting because 
one person was making the argument, and we won't get into like super details about this, but one person was making the argument of like people have um, narcissism, a, a little bit of narcissism in them that allows them to say like, I have the confidence to go out and do this or whatever, which is different than someone who is a, uh, who is a narcissist, like mm-hmm. end of sentence. Do you feel like that's, that is a true thing? Like, we all I mean, I think some form of that inside of us. Yeah. I mean, I think like we all have, you know, self-interests and like want things for ourselves and like, you know, are, can be varying degrees of like motivated to, to get there. But I think it's also like, you know, what, like, are your interests above everybody else's interests? Like, are you collaborating with others or are you like knocking people down to get what you want? Mm-hmm. Um, when can like some selfishness be a good thing versus a bad thing? Cause I think that like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like black and white thinking. So like things are either this way or that way. And like, there's no in between, which I think like can sometimes hurt us to think about things in that way. And For so sure. like, is when you start to accept more of like the in between the gray, um, I think that it like just helps us have a sometimes like more helpful or healthier approach to things. And so are there things that you need to do for yourself that like might feel selfish, but also like might be self care. Um, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. turn down plans with someone, cause you're like, I just need this time to myself. Like that yeah. might be read as selfish. Yes. But also like, you know, if you're burnt out, if you're depressed, if you're like super anxious, like if you, if you're struggling with like social anxiety, like it might, it might be helpful for you to like take that moment for yourself and like, and, and that's okay. Because like, it's, you know, in terms of the greater good for yourself, like that could be something really beneficial, but like also it could be seen as, as selfish if you agree to the plans and then, you know, backed out on them and, mm-hmm. and like, are there ways to then communicate that to like cause the least amount of harm? Like, I think so. And so like, I, I think that it's, it's definitely a lot more gray in terms of, you know, what do we want for ourselves and like, what are we willing to do to, to get there? Um, but like, can we cause the least amount of harm to, to others as we, you know, work towards those goals? Yeah. Y'all heard it here, guys. Jamie said, cancel the plans. <laughs> Stay <laughs> in. Do what you want. Eat the chocolate cake. Uh, <laughs> self-care and self-love. Self-care. That's what we're for. Because <laughs> I will cancel plans in a minute. Okay. <laughs> charge. My God. Nikisha leaves this podcast right now. She's like, I- I'm good. <laughs> I have to go. Goodbye. I got to go. <laughs> no, this is all, this is all great uh, information. So let's talk about the ending then. Mm. Yes. How did it, how did you feel about the conclusion of it? Do you think that she ate the last candy or did not eat the last candy? Like, did all of that make sense? I feel like the ending came pretty quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. I understand like the open interpretation of like, we don't know exactly what she did, but somebody else did get the advent calendar. So ooh, a continuation, but I feel like in a sense, and I think it has to do maybe not so much as it ended too quickly, but there wasn't just a lot at the beginning to give you a clear, um, a clear sense of what was, happening at the end like what we all talked about with just like some things that should kind of been added to assist in the storytelling so that if the ending was the same it would it would hit a lot harder 
Hmm. But what do you guys think? I think that she didn't eat the candy. Yeah. Um, and I think okay. that because I think when at the very end, when like the guy holding his kid, you know, is coming to her door, whoever got the calendar next, um, I don't know. I'm reading way too much into the way that the door opened, but like it opened <laughs> so like slowly and cautiously mm-hmm. that I feel like, I feel like she would have done that because she knew that someone was coming, that someone was yeah. eventually going to find her or like would have assumed that someone would find her based on the fact that like she did the same thing and, right. and like wanted to get more information. And so like knowing that this guy got her recording and, and like sought her out to figure out what was going on. Um, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like she would have not weirdly opened the door <laughs> I feel like she would have just like opened the door and been like, can I help? Like, who are you? Um, But she like fully opens the door to let him in. And like that to me is that she didn't eat the candy. Okay. Yes. And her not eating candy means that she still can walk. Yes. That she still can walk and that she lives with the fact that she murdered all or that, you know, all these people had their demise. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can get behind that. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, like, her friend was an awful friend and her dad was kind of, like, on his way. So for her to be, like, I'll just let this be so that I can, like, keep going, I can see that. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? I don't know. I don't think that she opened the door. I think Advent Advent Man opened the door. I think it was, like, a magical door opening. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that everything inside was dark because she's either just, like, so deeply depressed still or she just like can't handle what she's done and it's just like you know just kind of lives in solitary whatever um right my guess is that she did not eat it my guess is that the only the only one the only person that died that she probably actually feels bad about is her dog everyone else Mm -hmm. were monster people to her in some ways like, mm-hmm. uh, except for William. William's the only one that she may want. Well, back. and her dad. Yeah, but I think she could accept her dad more than the dog and William because he was on his way out. And, like, she mm-hmm. didn't remember him. So, like, he had already been dead to her. Um, yeah. That her, the acting, when she keeps putting the gun up and pulling it down during that sequence was very good. Um, mm-hmm. I would guess that she didn't, and she's going to make the best out of having her legs back, I guess. Um very similar and actually this is my I don't want to spoil my suggestion for later. Um <laughs> but uh um I, I just think that her want and her need to do this and all the things that she sacrificed, plus the fact that she went out of her way to kill someone she didn't need to kill in the sequence right. of the of events, I think was like she committed to this. She absolutely committed to this. And and because she was dancing in that one scene and she really enjoyed it and like felt like so free and then screamed at the piece of candy because now she actually has the choice when she didn't think she did. So I think based on all that she did, like she's just going to live with that guilt. And I'll tell you what though, I'll tell you what, if I was her best friend and something like that happened to me and like my best friend, like I would never emotionally and mentally be able to handle the fact that it was me. Even if it was a total accident, I am not built Mm -hmm. to handle that kind of guilt and, and, and horribleness. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. so like 
to watch somebody just like try to keep making it up to them and like kind of like compartmentalizing it or whatnot, it's just like hard for me to comprehend. Um, and because like, like, even if I just like, this has never happened, but even like driving through Philadelphia, like so many people are just like crossing the street. There's so many stop signs that you have to be careful. Like God forbid someone walked out between a car and then something terrible happened. Not my fault, but like is, but like I was the one who had the more powerful thing car as opposed to legs like i would never be able to there's a there's a whole plot line on seventh heaven about that that hasn't that has affected me greatly throughout my whole entire life that like it wasn't simon's fault but like he was still behind the wheel anyway um Mm. uh so like i think about that in this movie and then like could she live with the guilt of knowing that she had to sacrifice so much to get what was seemingly the most important thing back for her, the dancing, which again is not clear enough mm-hmm. to me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think she would do it. I think that she would be like, I've been through a lot. I'm compartmentalizing this. It wasn't totally my fault, but I, I think that she at that point has just gone through so much and she saw what the blind man got back and she doesn't have those same things. A mother and a child mm-hmm. is very, excuse me, a wife and a child, I feel like is different than what she, than what she lost. And I think she mm-hmm. lost more by not being able to dance than the people up as a part of her life. So I yeah. think that she, um, I think that she did it, that she did not and, at least, and stayed walking. Yeah. And at least her friend uh, was like, if, if you eat this candy and I have to die, then like, I'm okay with that. So at least like the friend gave her kind of right. like the blessing of like, yeah, I think girl, the friend was, I think the friend was like, placating her in that moment so that like she just like wouldn't go nuts but like but she could interpret that as that for sure also i'm really happy that when the boyfriend took the like viagra candy that it wasn't some like hilarious like big boner like 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 gonna stab you with my boner like like or like yeah like so much ejaculation you like die or like like i was so happy that it didn't do that like i know that sounds stupid like but like that would have just changed the campiness of this movie if like he was just yeah. like a demon. He was a demon possessed for whatever reason, and then like well, obviously their their they their 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 sex probably got very like um like like um a- a- aggressive in a way that they didn't want yeah. it to be, and like turned into mm-hmm. all that. But like I'm just so happy it wasn't this like weird fucking like you know like knife dick <laughs> or something like that. Knife dick. Oh god. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have nothing to yeah. add to knife dick. Yeah, I don't either. Any any last thoughts about about this movie? Well, I want to know what you two could have would have done with a knife yeah. dick. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in her situation, what would you have done? I I don't know. I don't even know if I can answer that question. <laughs> I don't either. It's just a lot of different factors. And I'm trying to like put, I, I don't know if it was her exact situation, then I probably, what if it was your singing voice? Not. I know that's what I'm saying. Like if it was her exact situation with her sucky friend and the dad and all this, then I would probably not eat the candy. Hmm. If it was like my family and then, and like, mm-hmm say I couldn't sing or like I had something removed or I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it would have to, it would, it would depend on who I would, who I would be sacrificing. I would say that 
it depends on if I had to like actually kill my like, you know, uh, healthy parents Mm -hmm. or like friends who haven't done anything to me, you know? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. yeah, it would depend on, on who I had to sacrifice. But the friends who have done something to you, they better watch out is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. (laughs) Am I right? <laughs> are you are you coming into an advent calendar sometime soon? Should we send out Watch a out for Ike. Watch out for Ach. There, I mean, there's um there's a couple of people in the cast who have an advent calendar that are going through it right yeah. now. Oh, but you better be careful. I know. <laughs> Let me make sure I'm treating. Yeah, the too nice. She yeah. would, she won't be sacrificed. I'm way too nice. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Honestly, I. I think that I would eat the candy. I I don't think that like whatever I would lose, I would figure it out. I don't have this like, yeah, if if it's, I don't, I just don't think that I could, I would rather have like the people mm-hmm. than, and then just figure out. I think the people would help me with like whatever thing that I lost to work through. Sure. Like, I don't think that I, I don't think that the, the sacrifice of losing the people would be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause then what, then I'd have the thing back and then be alone. And like, yeah. that sounds so much worse. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. So don't worry, Brian, you say for now, <laughs> yeah, but unless you don't watch the things that I recommend and then I don't know, oh. I might come into a doggy advent calendar for Ted and look oh. out. Oh no. <laughs> Can you imagine if it's just like whatever's in Ted's imagination of like <laughs> more treats, more treats today? Yes, they didn't feed me today. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, cool. are we ready to do some rotten tomatoes? I think so. Yes, let's do rotten tomatoes. Okay, so for Rotten Tomatoes, I know that you already know this, Nikisha, right? So, Jamie, guess guess Rotten Tomatoes. 71. It's an 80%. You're actually very good at this. You usually get very close. Um, it's an 80%. Uh, it may not be the most effective holiday horror entry, but the Advent Calendar has its share of nasty treats for genre fans. Totally. I think that's totally nasty treats. Yeah. Nasty treats. It, it had a, nasty treats. Yeah. <laughs> those did those did those candies look good? They did. Some of them did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were gummies. They weren't really all chocolate. I think. Oh, you know what was an interesting thing that they never talk about? Um, her friend asked her if she's taking hallucination medicine. I feel like they never. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like movies like this always have a scene where it's like you're just your hallucination medicine isn't working, or like you're imagining these things. There was no First scene of, all, of that. What? That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Hallucination medicine. Oh God, it was like a throwaway, and I was like, "Excuse me? Yeah. What do you mean?" Which then made me wonder if it was a joke. That just like translated poorly mm. because like we never see her take any medicine mm-hmm. ever yeah, in be- this whole movie <laughs> and, be- and like never acknowledge before that she's experienced hallucinate unless it's like, you know, we see the one flashback that she has in the very beginning of the movie yeah. where she sees a light coming into her bedroom well, and yes. she's like yes. replaying the car accident. But mm-hmm. 
that's not a flashback is not a hallucination. Those are like two totally different things where you're like reliving a traumatic experience versus like responding to a stimulus that like isn't actually present. Sure. They, they might sound similar, but like it's yeah. two very different things. So like, I don't, I don't know if that was a, a joke that was translated poorly from French or that was like serious. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, but like, cause it's never acknowledged ever again. Right. But yeah, good, good call. Good. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. That um, was so weird. I don't know. Should we do the four S's? Let's do it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's how that's how you say that, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> Advent man. Okay, so we're gonna yes. be doing okay, so the skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Um, one through ten, we each rank that for ourselves. Uh, let's start with skulls, which is how they handle mental um, health and human behavior. Um, we have our two expert panels here. Um, what do you think the uh, skulls rating with attendance? Nikisha, let's start with you. I would say like a five. Um, I mean, it doesn't really talk about mental health, but just us kind of dissecting things makes it a little clearer, but I think there's a lot of content context that's left out that could have assisted in making this uh, a lot better as far as talking about like dealing with the trauma of um, the paraplegic life. Jamie. Yeah. um, Maybe like a 3.5 because I like, I, I don't think that they touch upon it too much. Um, we get like two flashbacks and I, I wanted, I wanted more, more, more. I agree with Nikki. I'm going to give it a five. I think it tries to do something and then doesn't kind of do it. And our conversation makes it more interesting. Um, so I'll give it a five for inciting that conversation, but not necessarily executing on it that well. Yeah. Uh, scares. How scary was this? Were there some scary scenes? Like, what were you? What were your scare thoughts on that? I give it a two. It was not scary at all. The only thing that was a little disturbing was the nail coming off of that uh, coworker lady. Mm-hmm. When I closed my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was nasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jamie. Um. I'm going to give it a three because I do remember there was one jump scare that did get me. Yeah. Um, I remember it got Brian too. Yeah. In the, um, in the car. Like, when the, when the advent man pushes his, puts, puts his hand through the car window. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, that was, that was a spooky. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like overly uh, jump scaring your face. Um, just like some, some mild tension. Uh, I'm going to give it a, Mild tension. I'm going to give it a five. Um, I thought the body horror sequence with the voodoo doll uh, had to look away. I don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, I watch it, but I don't like that. Like, I can't watch sometimes on like TikTok or even on YouTube, something will come up next where like I'm watching sports stuff and then all of a sudden it's like the worst knee injuries. And I like, I like my whole life has changed when I watch those. I can't do it. Um, So like that really (laughs) bothered me. and, And so that was one thing. The second thing that bothered me was the jump scare that Jamie mentioned that definitely got me. Um, I I, th- I thought that Advent Man was spooky, but not like totally scary. But I'll be totally honest the uh, 
the sexual assault scene made me so uncomfortable and I got so scared. Mm. Like, and just like, especially because like you have, you have the added, the added complexity that she like can't walk and like, how does she mm-hmm. get out of there? Like, like that mm-hmm. made me, I, I just, that was very scary to me. So I, I that bump, mm-hmm. like that bumps it up a little bit more. Yeah. And the fact that her friend put her in that situation mm-hmm. um, really bothered that. Like everything about that scene. I also was just like, ugh. I was also kind of bummed that like we have to have this scene in this movie. Like it was not necessary yeah. at all. He could have just been like, he could have literally just been like high and driving. And then like her experience with him, like getting high, like gives her PTSD about being in a car. Accident. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and then he, and then he's like, Oh, you don't want to be here anymore. He's high. Like, and then he pushes her out of the car and leaves her on the highway would have been even more effective than just like, trying to sexually assault this paraplegic person who fell asleep. I I, yeah. I think that scene was just for make you uncomfortable sake. I don't think it was necessary to tell the story. I think a more effective thing would have been her having PTSD from the car accident. For sure. That's what I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. So when it wasn't that, mm-hmm. I was like very un, not into it. and It was scary and gross. And I just thought that that was, um, that was sexual assault for, to get something out of the audience member because like it doesn't affect her. It, it also never comes back. It, with her PTSD or like being like she like kind of got over it in the park and then all of a sudden one like talked to Q William. It was a very yeah. weird transition from that. Um, uh, yeah, cool. Shakes, shakes. Uh, how can you shake this movie off? Um, you remember it? Yeah, I give it a two. I, I mean, it's a great, it's a cool movie to watch, but it's nothing that I would like suggest to people or something that's going to like super stick with me. So I'll give it a two. Yeah. I feel similarly. I obviously already forgot the assault scene because I wanted to forget it. Um, and yeah, this, I mean, I might say like, if you're looking for like a holiday horror, um, I would add this to the list, but it's not super high on, on the list. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I will probably forget about it. So you're giving it a two. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a four. I think it was really interesting and fun. I think this movie would have gone much higher if it was more Christmassy because you can at least put it niche in there. Um, I yeah. think that's what's missing from it. Like maybe she, maybe she didn't want to go to a holiday party. Like the restaurant had kind of holiday decorations maybe, but like I just wanted more holiday from it. I wanted not just her birthday being there, but I also wanted like maybe she was giving it to her as a Christmas gift. She wasn't going to be here for Christmas. Like it didn't have to be a birthday gift. Like maybe she wanted to spend the holidays with her father like they always do. But like this stepmom who looked like a Disney villain stepmom, like, <laughs> like there was a lot of that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's go quickly through suggestions. Um, these are movies that you would suggest to go along with this. Um, if you don't mind, I will start. And this is a movie that we already watched on the podcast already. So I would suggest going back to watch it. Um, this reminded me of starry eyes. Oh, no. Oh, was that yours? That was, yeah, that was mine. Like, what would you do? (laughs) What would you go through to achieve what you want? Um, it has that, that lead female, who like disregards her friendships, who's being tortured by some of her friends. Um, things are not going her way. One is a little bit more dra- dire and drastic than the other one, obviously. Um, and then, so uh, I think it's Star Guys. Go back and listen to our episode from season one once you've watched it. Uh, it's it's a re- And I think that this performance is is along the same lines as Alex Esso's performance in Star Guys. Um, and they, they look mm-hmm. fairly similar. Um, so I'm going to go with that. 
Yeah. Another one that we've done on the podcast, Black Christmas. I mean, if you just want like the Christmas feels, but also just mm. a slasher. And I would say even either either year, you know, the OG one or even the one that came out in the 2000s. I mean, I was happy with both of them. Christmas cheer all around for me. <laughs> yeah, quite cheery. Quite cheery. <laughs> Um, yeah, Brian stole mine, but I did write down the second one. Cause I was trying to think of like, what's like a monkey paw esque. Mm. That's like what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like that story. Yeah. So yeah. not a horror, maybe a horrible movie. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman 84, uh, that came out recently. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not that good, but I love Pedro Pascal and it's that same type of like, you know, wishing and consequences and, um, that kind of gist. So sure. Cool. Amazing. Awesome. Well, I think that wraps it up for our holiday cheer. That is the advent calendar. Uh, you can follow us on the social media platforms such as Instagram and TikTok at talk horror pod. Uh, we put some content on TikTok with things that we don't necessarily cover in our yeah. podcast. So go and check out those things. And Brian, where can they listen to us? Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you get podcasts, things like Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And, and thank you. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll put some of my Twilight thoughts on uh, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok for that. Should we, Absolutely. Should, should we exit with sleigh bells? Yes. Yes, obviously. Sleigh bells and knife dicks. And knife dicks. Oh, should I should I get some knife dick sound effects? Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> Clinking knife dicks. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>